2: Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb.
3: You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to
2: TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, that's way tire buying should be.
3: Radio, you ever notice there's buzzwords? We actually did a little bit of a buzzword talk a couple days ago. Like buzzwords. I remember about uh, four years ago, somebody told me, I I heard the word wellspring. I'll just be honest with you, I use that word to death. It's a great word, right? It's like um, Fox Sports Radio is a wellspring of production talent, right? I mean, think about how good our... Talented producers are, like Jason Stewart and John Ramos, right? And all the guys they have trained have gone on to bigger and brighter things, right? And uh, Ramos is an executive. You guys don't know that, right? He's an executive. He does executive stuff. He's got his own parking pass, his own parking stall. He's right? We are a wellspring for production talent. Really? You know? And it's like uh, Miami of Ohio is a... It's the old cradle of coaches, right? So they call it John Gruden. There's been so many others. Uh, Era Parsegian, Going back to Araparsegian. The cradle of coaches is a wellspring of coaching talent. Mm, great word. There are buzzwords today which are used all the time, right? Bougie is a buzzword. Oh, so bougie. So bougie. I hadn't heard bougie until like a year ago. Now people use bougie all the time. A big... Um, buzzword or buzzwords whatever in sports is player safety right and the player safety we are very concerned with somebody's head not the rest of their body and i thought uh who was it was it who was doing the game who taught I mean, there's so many different guys doing the game I'm trying to think who was doing the game between the bucket the buccaneer game who was doing that game jason stewart Trying to think it, it was uh Tarico and Collinsworth. Okay, it was Collinsworth. So Collinsworth pointed out about going low and how that that like when well, guys are going low because they don't want to get high and they don't want to get a penalty and it's causing injuries.
2: It's a completely legal hit. Let's start with that by DJ e. Williams. And what they've taught everybody is you can't hit to the head and neck area. So what happens? So they go low to try and avoid that. But if that's not a defenseless player, I don't know what is. I don't
3: know what is. That's not a defenseless player? I don't. It's, he makes a great point. And what he's saying is, actually what he's saying is, spirit of the law, it's not legal hit, but letter of the law, technically, it's a defenseless player. Or, or is it spirit? Byer, help me out. Am I... Am I confusing spirit and letter? Because I actually think by letter of the law, that guy's a defenseless player. You're hitting him at below the knees. That should be a penalty where he's like, y- you know, it's a perfectly legal hit.
4: So is it spirit that they're violating or letter or both? I think that they are violating the spirit yep. of the law. Okay. By letter of the law, it's legal? Yes.
3: Okay. So I got it screwed up. I, 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 transpose those. I don't know. Um, but I would also point out, I, I actually think he's, he's making a strong point that by letter of the law, it's actually illegal. They're violating both because letter of the law is you can't hit a defenseless player. It's just not deemed to be defenseless because it's below the waist, below the knees. Anyway, you end up losing Chris Godwin because of the hit, right? So Tom Brady has his podcast. He said this about PJ Williams hit on Chris Godwin.
4: Chris got hit. You know, in the knees yesterday, which is a play that I think they ought to take out of the game of football uh, from a receiver standpoint, And um, you know, I've kind of talked to the PA about it for a while about, you know, and, and I'd like to speak to the rules competition committee at some point. I've seen that hit too many times where a defenseless pass catcher is in the process of catching a the ball, then he's hit by the defender. And, you know, a lot of the defenders will say, well, we can't hit him in the head anymore. Well, the point is you can't hit anyone in the head anymore and you can't hit anyone in the knees anymore except for receivers because you can still hit them in the knees, which doesn't make any sense to me.
3: No, you can't hit quarterbacks in the knees. You can hit running backs in the knees okay, in tackling. You can't hit quarterbacks in the knees unless they're outside of the pocket and they're scrambling and then they're free game. So Brady is I I'm being more than a little disingenuous. My, my wrong buyer, I mean, you, again, uh, in terms of letter of the law when he says you can't hit anybody in the knees and the knees that's that's not true you can hit a running back you can hit a quarterback when they're scrambling when they're running when they're outside the pocket but you can tackle a running
4: back as well as a wide receiver as well as a tight end you know anywhere you want as long as you don't hit their head yeah and there was there was a play last night in the Bears Vikings game where a, a guy went low on a tackle and was i, I and the sound was off because we were doing the show, so I didn't hear it, but I believe it was more of like that defensive clipping call or a it's it's not tripping, but that rule has been in. So it's a bit of a like you're right that there are just of tackling guy, a guy by the legs around the knees is is legal. I think that Brady's to just take it one more step, like Rob Gronkowski is the guy who benefits the least from this. And this is why Gronk's career, has been marred by injuries because this is the only way for those defenders to tackle him. And I think with Brady saying that, he's also saying that with the history of playing with Rob Gronkowski, knowing that that's the only way defensive backs can get Rob Gronkowski down because they don't want to tackle him normally because of his upper body. He's not going to bring them down. They can't headhunt and knock him out or jar the ball loose. So now the only way they do it is they attack his legs. And so I think that's where Brady's coming from as well. That not only is it Godwin, but Brady's seen it for uh, a decade with, with Gronkowski.
3: Yeah. I mean, look, I don't think it would be wrong for him to say, instead of that's the only way they can tackle Gronk, how many times has, has Rob Gronkowski gotten hurt because he's been hit at the knees or below? H- here's the issue. Like, how are we supposed to tackle you if we can't, like the target area? Because one of the things that the reason they go low is not just because they're trying to avoid the normal head hunting, but... Wide receivers, just like anybody, you're about to get hit. You kind of crouch down, and so hits that would normally be to the sternum are to the helmet, and so you're going to be extra careful. I have this is this is a have you guys seen the padding that they put on high school helmets for practice or for like JV or freshman level? Have you guys seen that? Yes. Why don't they use that in regular major college NFL or NFL football?
4: To replace helmets or you put it over just, the helmet.
3: You put it over the helmet. I, I, it's, called you know, ca- it's called a guardian cap. It's um, called a guardian cap or, you know, it's got it's just it's padding that goes over over the shell of the helmet. And obviously lessens the blow. Why? I don't understand why we don't just decorate those with the home colors or whatever. You Who cares? They look like Ninja Turtle. Guys are safer. Like, what, what are we doing here? The technology is available. And guys use it in practice.
4: I don't really understand why we don't use it in games. I, 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 I would imagine. I, and I don't know if this is real, but I'm sure, I'm sure they wouldn't love the optics. I know it's probably not a good good answer for it. But I agree with you. Growing up, all of us grew up in an era where Mark Kelso had an enormous helmet, and what did we do? Go look at Kelso's enormous yeah. helmet. Right. Now we're older and adults, and we say, okay, that probably made some sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And now if I remember Kelso's helmet, it was like a two piece jobby, yeah, right? Yeah. And and the idea of
3: the two piece jobby was when you get a big hit, that first piece that was like overlaid over the second piece would absorb the pressure and kinda like kinda like in NASCAR, right? Where or IndyCar where all the pieces fall off, right? And it absorbs it takes away the energy yes. from the crash, it takes away the energy from the hit. Is that a is that, am I am yeah. I remembering yeah. it correctly? It was
4: a whole separate piece that also had a Bill's logo on it. Yes. Yeah.
3: I don't like. I, I just. I think you can bring the helmet kind of back in smartly if you had pad that, use the padding. See how that goes. See how people react to that. I also wonder what a helmet with padding to the knee does. I also think like part of it is it's a crazy violent game. It just is, and I know that it sucks. I know that when your favorite player or your least favorite player anybody gets hurt, you're like, God, that really sucks. I feel terrible for that guy. I feel terrible for them. I feel terrible for their team. Terrible if you have fantasy. Look, Tom Brady, I don't believe, is has any chance of winning the the MVP because he lost all his wide receivers. Right? Mike Evans got to pull hamstring. He's out a couple weeks. He lost Chris Godwin. And I know he's got Antonio Brown, who there's no way he'll be sharp having missed this much time. And Gronk is in and out of the lineup, right? He's lost his running back for a substantial amount of time. Like I just I, I get it. It sucks, but it's also it is football. It is a violent game. You can't completely take the violence out of football. And I I don't think that what he's saying, uh, is because of the tackling of Gronk. I think, I mean, I think one you feel terrible because you lost a guy and he tore his ACL. But I I also believe this is this is kind of what Brady does, where it feels like a hard like he's taking a hard stance. But these are stances that kind of anybody feels. And the hard stance is really going like pushing back like I'm doing, which is like, hey, that sounds great, but the reality is we ain't going to do it. or We can't take away the helmet and the knees and below. The target area is just not big enough. Like, how am I supposed to tackle a guy?
4: Well, isn't that the advantage, though? I mean, for like a guy like Gronk, like isn't like his size and his freakish athletic ability, isn't it neutralized if you're – doing those sort of things like if you were to just have to tackle him regular like you would in a tackling drill that that you would have in high school football doesn't that give him the advantage because it, it, to me it's like like Gronk is being treated like Shaq you know did in the NBA and and who whoever it was this year in the NBA that was complaining about well, we don't call those fouls because that person could be fouled every time like you are taking away some of their advantage because of their Their own advantages of size and strength. Like, no safety wants to go up and try to tackle Gronk. You need, like, three defenders to do it. But the only way to really bring him down is to take out his legs or to, you know, try to headhunt if that was legal. It's the only way to do it. Yeah. And Gronk ends up being neutralized because of it and then ends up having to deal with tons of injuries because that's the only way that they can get him down because nobody wants to have a safety try to wrap him up that he would just shed the tackle. And, yeah, it's tough
3: man Bob 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 Richards tweets me and he says uh, why doesn't the NFL legislate all players must wear knee braces knee braces they don't wear knee pads (laughs) right those wide receivers don't wear knee pads they wear they most of them don't even wear thigh pads they wear no padding below the waist because it slows you down but I don't know a, a knee I don't know if a knee brace even saves you it'd probably help you but I mean you're not getting wide receivers to wear a knee brace that ain't happening you can get them to maybe wear knee pads. That'll help a little bit, but you're going full speed and a guy hits you with his helmet in the knee. <laughs> I mean, we remember it from um, uh, Willis McGahee, right, against Ohio State in the Orange Bowl back in the day. That was 20 years ago, whatever. What happened? Helmet on knee does not end well for the knee. It's It's interesting because we've done so much to protect quarterbacks. Do we want to protect wide receivers even more? It is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, Buyer, I
4: had no idea you're a Vision Quest fan. Yeah, yeah, I like the movie. Yeah, I wrestled. I came from a wrestling town. That was I wrestled in grade school, and yeah, I did see Vision Quest a couple of times. Wrestling's awesome.
3: I don't know if I, you know this. My son wrestled when he was really little. When he was, he I loved. It was honestly my favorite thing to go and watch because. Um. I just, I love all things about wrestling. Like it just teaches kids about toughness. It gives them, you know, a level because there's so many different levels based upon your weight, you know, that you can can actually compete at. If you're a little guy, he's always been a little guy, but I'll never forget. Like he won a beginner level wrestling meet. So the next week they're like, well, let's put him in, put him in the advanced group. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. So uh, he gets pinned in eight seconds. And, you know, like you're walking around and you're with your buddies and you got the wrestling gear and you warm up and you go out there and eight seconds he gets pinned. <sighs> and you know what you have to do in wrestling. You got to go over and shake the other coach's hand. And, yep. then, and then they raise the other kid's hand and he's like in tears and all his buddies are watching. He's embarrassed. But you know what? He went, went and won the next. You, you, had, you have three matches. He won the next one and the third one. He lost on points, but he actually had uh, his takedown was just after the buzzer. You know, and if, if the takedown when he lost by one point would have been a two point takedown would have won. But it was more the idea of looking the other guy coach in the eye and shaking his hand and watching them raise Like you got yeah.
4: to. defeat. I love I there, love so many parts. Of I, I would argue, too, when you have two schools at the high school level that are top programs. Yeah, there's nothing more electric than a wrestling gym. And that beats any boys or girls basketball. It beats any ice hockey, beats any football match. When you have top tier wrestling matches. I mean, it's electric. It, it really is. It, it, it is. I And
3: look, and and the famous story of Oklahoma State, which of course is home to the Wrestling Hall of Fame um, and so many great wrestlers, including an unbelievable wrestler who's the head coach um, in John Smith, who's a former Olympian. But, uh, you know, the uh, and, and the, the famous story goes, the loudest the old Gallagher Iba was, was they had a guy named Dr. Death and he pinned a guy and the the, the roof nearly came off. I I I, I hear you. It's it, it is it's a different crowd. It's a different intensity. The one issue with those wrestling meets is you do have – a a lot of times you'll have multiple matches going on at once, right? I mean,
4: once you get to the finals, well, I think you have one going on, but don't you have a bu- bu- multiple going on at once? Not in a dual meet. In a dual meet, you have one team on one side of the mat and the other team on the other side of the mat, and then you run through your 12 matches or however many weight classes you have – but within that dual meet, not only is it the team match, usually like when you have two good wrestling teams, there are usually really good wrestlers. Sometimes those wrestlers like, you know, meet head to head and you're like, oh my goodness, you know, can't wait for the 175 pound weight class match because that features this person against this person. There's just a lot, you know, there's a lot into it. And it's all right, do we need a pin here? Do we need just uh you know, do we need just a victory or you can't get pinned? Are you doing it on points? There's yeah, it's just—it's really I love—I loved it. I, as I said, I, it's because where I grew up, I didn't wrestle in high school, I didn't wrestle in junior high, but I wrestled in grade school. And my best friend when I was young, his dad was the wrestling coach, so I grew up around it. And there's, to me, there's there's nothing like it. There's just something something ex- just exciting that for some reason, not to, I'm not trying to diss basketball at all, but. No, yeah there's yeah when you just have a dual meet not like a you know a weekend tournament where there's four mats in you know in a gym but when you just have the one center mat and you have fans on both sides and benches on both sides it's yeah there's nothing better Yeah,
3: plus a lot of those dudes are aggro because they've been cutting weight all week anyway, right? And then, and they're just not in the best of moods. Uh, Ramon says uh, Tom Brady needs to stop leading his wide receivers. He knew the defensive back was there. He still threw the ball. He knew the wide receiver was going to get blown up. Yeah, I I get it. But it just, we're trying to make something perfect that is not, it's an imperfect thing. We're trying to take away the physicality from a uh, we're trying to take away the violent collisions from sport that where well, you have to have some violent collisions. How do you do it smartly? That, that's the question. I, I don't really know the answer to it. You know, I don't know the, don't know the answer to it.
2: Fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at Fox And within the iHeartRadio radio app, search F S R to listen live.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
3: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Toyo tire test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
3: Wonderful time of the year. Doug Gottlieb show Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a Merry Christmas. Get ready for a happy new year. We are two and a half hours away. Why would they start the game at four o'clock on the West Coast? Anybody?
4: Buyer, you want to get on this? Any idea? I I don't I I really don't I don't know if it's to try to give them more time for their for their games coming up on Sunday. Um, maybe, because what I'm, what I, I'm what I
3: what I'm told is that these are regional TV broadcast, right? That's a, that's yes. a big thing. Everybody's like, "What's well, regional TV broadcast?" Like, okay, I, I got it. Regional TV broadcast. Noted. Understood. Um, okay, but a regional TV broadcast. Why? Why wouldn't they want it on in prime time? Is there something Fox has on tonight locally that because it's on prime time in the East Coast for the other game? I know. I know. Again, it's it's a regional broadcast. I don't. You have any yeah. idea there there, uh, Jason Stewart?
1: I just assumed it was like to preserve the uh, Pacific time zones prime time programming. I think if I think the Eastern time zones, obviously, it's. They're going to choose whether they do their programming or the game. But I think for most of the Pacific time zone markets, maybe they could get all their prime time viewing in, all their crazy, wacky dramas and
3: sitcoms. But but, but why if the NFL would massively outrate it?
4: Well, it also doesn't make sense because the Eagles-Washington game would cover up the East Coast. That's what I'm, that's yeah. What I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, I don't know. The only thing that I could think of is – uh, maybe they just wanted to put the games, you know, somewhat at night. I I don't know. I, I don't thought-
3: know. It doesn't make any like. Are, do you want to have an empty stadium? Is that what your goal is with the with with the Rams playing at four o'clock? I I know some people are out of work, and I'm sure it'll be half full. But like four o'clock, why would you do that? Was it? What is the point? They're two West Coast teams too, so you can't go like the well. You know they're playing you know at ten o'clock on their body clock time. Like no no. They're playing the right like it's Seattle as well, so you're not only forcing people who attend the game, you're forcing viewers to to dramatically change their habits.
2: So I'm looking at so the Eagles game is a CBS game, is that correct?
4: No, they're both Fox. They're both games. Fox.
2: Oh, okay, all right, well, yeah, because on on Fox Night after the Rams game is over is TMZ Live. So that, an extra. So I don't know if that's just an LA thing because they have nothing to fill after the Rams game's done or if that's normally their Wednesday or their uh, Tuesday night lineup, so.
3: I mean, are we really programming around TMZ Live? No, no way. They they had something that they're not playing, so. Who knows? That one's a, it's a weird one though, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not the only one going like, yeah, it's kind of, kind of weird. Strange. And yeah, because... Usually everything they do is chasing the big rating. Like, why do they start? It's because of rating. Why do they? Because of rating. But I don't understand why this one. I just don't. Uh, Ted Johnson's a former Patriot. He's been a long time out of finals. He actually worked some for the Patriots. He said this. This is interesting. He said this about something Mac Jones said after the Patriots lost to the Colts. And
4: then him saying that they had bad weeks of practice or they had bad practices this past week and that their energy level was low. Who are you to say? You're a rookie. You're a rookie. Keep your mouth shut. All right. So that's not going to play well in the locker room. My feeling is Bill Belichick probably had him say it, Michael. I think Bill Belichick wanted the, him the message to go through Mac Jones, call out his players, because it would be it would be atypical of Bill this year to be come down really hard on this team. And so to me, that was some orders from Bill, because I can't imagine Mac Jones going off script like he did did, criticizing the team's energy and their preparation going into this week. When you're a rookie quarterback, you're not supposed to say stuff like that.
3: You said, do you think he's a plant from like the whole thing is weird. Belichick apologizes to the media. Mac Jones says our week of practice wasn't great. Now that doesn't actually mean that he's calling everybody else out. Uh, He could word it where he said, you know, like, look, my week of practice wasn't as good as it could, but that's not how he worded it. So it's The whole thing to me is fascinating. Truly fascinating on what's going on in New England. I can only tell you Mac Jones was bad. Their game plan was bad. And they didn't attack the the Colts who have no speed at safeties. None. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. TJ Hushmanzada. Joins us, former Pro Bowl wide receiver, of course, co-host of Up on Game Saturdays on Fox Sports Radio, which is at 2 Eastern time. Hoosh, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Um, Not great football we watched yesterday, but the Raiders did survive and the Vikings did. Do you have any idea what Kirk Cousins was doing with that arm punt on third down?
6: Well, Merry Christmas to you guys as well, Doug. Well, (laughs) Doug. This is really crazy, man, the end of the season and and what's going on. Minnesota's lucky to win that game. Chicago did everything in their power to lose it. Had a little, um, the Vikings did a little assistance um, from the refs. But uh, it's really, it's unfortunate what's going on with COVID. Um, Certain teams are handling it better than others. Uh, But, yeah, the, the football, it wasn't, Terrible, but it could have been much better.
3: It was bad. It was it was bad. Okay. Again, help me out. What was Kirk Cousins doing? I still don't understand it.
6: <laughs> it, it was you know, there there's points in a season, I wouldn't even say a game that you just do you you do things, and you're like, What was I thinking? I think it was just one of those moments. It was just uh number one, he was giving his receiver a chance to make a play. Justin Jefferson, it should have been passing appearance or holding. He was throwing him to a spot. Probably would have been an incomplete pass anyway because the safety was there. Uh, But yeah, I I don't know what he was doing, but it looks bad because there wasn't an offensive player there. But if you watch the replay, Justin Jefferson would have ended up in the vicinity of where the ball was. He just got tackled.
3: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so... um... Help help me out with this one. Are the Vikings any good?
6: <laughs> no. Okay. No, the Vikings he, uh they won't be a playoff team. They 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 beat they hung on to be the Bears team that's not very good. And so the the Vikings this Sunday, I believe they play the Rams. They it's gonna be tough for the Rams to play tonight. Turn around and play on Sunday. I, I would assume McVeigh, tomorrow will be a walkthrough. Thursday will be a walkthrough. Friday will be helmets, and you may go full speed for the skill guys. Uh, but it's going to be tough for the Rams to turn around and play again on Sunday. But they should be able to beat the Vikings unless uh, they can't stop the run again.
3: It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of TJ Hushman Zada. Uh, okay. Um,. How is Cooper Cup able to so thoroughly dominate? What is what does he do? What's the? You were a great wide receiver. He's a great wide receiver. He's not somebody that seems to have like overwhelming uh, dynamic athleticism. He's not like six six. He's not. He's not Tyreek Hill, but he dominates the league.
6: Why? So I tell people this all the time, Doug. We're able to judge someone's physical ability. Oh, because we can see that. We can, oh, he runs this. Oh, he jumps this. Oh, he's this quick. We see that. We can't see how well he performs mentally. Or you don't know. He is just overwhelmingly at a higher clip than everybody else from a mental perspective. And we, we, we you're not able to judge that. You can't. Draft the kid and say, oh, my God, this kid is going to be through the roof mentally. You just don't know when the game gets going. He is a mental giant when it comes to playing football. And the way the game is now, that offense runs through him. You know it's going to him, and he still gets open, mental.
3: It's, it's, it's crazy how good he is. Really impressive how how incredibly good he is. Um Justin Fields, are you convinced he's going to be a dude in this league?
6: Man, Doug, I really – at times I say I don't know. But he throws a nice ball. He He's extremely fast. But a lot of times he is reluctant to run. You give him some weapons. You give him an offensive line. I believe Justin Fields can be that guy. He He just – you watched that game last night. When they started throwing the ball, it was just like dying. Completion, 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 completion. And, and so and he, he didn't have Allen Robinson. Demir Bird was dropping balls, dropped a punt. I mean, it, it's. I, I believe Justin Fields, if surrounded with the uh, right players, yeah, I, I believe he can do it. It's
3: Doug Otlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, uh, if you were to have an NFL MVP award, who would you vote for?
6: Right now, it would probably be Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is uh you, you look at week one. <laughs> week one, what were we all saying? Oh, he wants out of Green Bay. Oh, he'll get his way now. They sucked. They got crushed by the Saints. <laughs> look what they've done since. Dude, the dude is just phenomenal. He plays – at a rate that other guys just aren't playing at, man. He's so accurate. Guys are covered. He throws them open. But right now, to me, it's a no-brainer. It's not even close. It's Aaron Rodgers.
3: Yeah, no, he's he's pretty pretty damn special. Doug Gottlieb, show Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, what, what about Jonathan Taylor? Like, how sustainable is how dominant he's
6: been? You know what sucks, Doug, is, like, you ask me this question – and I didn't even bring him up because it's unfair that the MVP is basically a quarterback award. Like, sure, no problem, of course. And, and, and so I believe they need to make they need to just give an MVP for the best quarterback, and then an MVP for the league because nobody has a chance of winning it because the writers have been so convinced that all the quarterbacks are the only people that matter. And when a quarterback plays bad, they blame everybody. Oh, man, his offensive line isn't good. He doesn't have a run game. He doesn't have receivers. And then when he plays well and he has all of that, he's the MVP. But we forget about all the players that he has playing with him. And so it sucks that Jonathan Taylor is having a season that he's having. And he should be in consideration. And he will be considered, but he won't won't win it. He has no chance of winning it.
3: No, no chance. No chance. But the quarterback does matter more. I mean –
6: no matter how good no, you're having no, the quarterback. That, see, and, and, and that's why. But he that's does. Why,
3: but he touches the ball every play.
6: It matters I don't care more. if he touches it every play. If if the offensive line doesn't block, what is he going to do? You're, everybody's going to complain that he doesn't have a line If he doesn't have a receiver that can get open, what are they going to say? Oh, he doesn't have the receivers. They get the credit because the people in the media have put quarterbacks on a pedestal. If Carson Wentz was once... He, he would have won MVP. They treated him like he was me, a quarterback, against the Patriots. He barely threw the ball. They won that game. And Carson Wentz was a quarterback that everybody once thought so highly of Did he automatically forget how to throw the ball. Well, what happened? Is, did his talent disappear? But the quarterbacks have been put on a pedestal. And so do they matter? Of course they matter. But if that offensive line isn't blocking – They don't matter at all. Ask Tom Brady with the uh, Saints, what happened? Did it matter that he's as good as he is? Or that offensive line couldn't block? It didn't matter. And so that's what I'm saying.
3: Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Hoosh T.J. Hoosh Benzada uh, is is our guest. Um, Are you a buyer that the Chiefs are in fact back? That they are the team, right now they're the number one seed in the AFC, but are they as good as all the wins they've accumulated?
6: Well, they they are as good as the wins that accumulated because they have won the games. Now, are they back? I don't back to what we know the Chiefs to be. No, no. They're the Chiefs are in my opinion they're the best team in the AFC. The AFC is, I wouldn't say it's down, but it's a lot of parity. There, there's just no clear cut best team. But I would say it is the Chiefs just just because one they have the best record and. They're playing complimentary football, meaning that defense is they're holding up their end of the bargain. Offensively, they're making plays when they need, and it's crazy because Mahomes against the Chargers, man, he missed a lot of throws, man. And then you look up and say, oh, wow, he threw for this many yards? Wow, I didn't know. And and so they're a good team, but they're, they're not the Chiefs that we've become accustomed to that, Brandon Staley is going for it on every fourth down because we got to score every possession. They're not those same Chiefs, and I think had Brandon Staley realized that he might have kicked a couple field goals and won the game.
3: Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting um, – can I ask you about Tyler Huntley? Like He's been really, really good, right? And you have Lamar Jackson. You're going to have to pay Lamar Jackson probably top of the market to keep him. If you're in Baltimore, and I understand Lamar's the leader of that team, how much do you consider – moving Lamar Jackson to save a bunch of money to get a bunch of picks and maybe some players because you have Tyler Huntley, who's a 1B or a 2A to the 1A that's Lamar Jackson.
6: Now, I think this is where we kind of go wrong in sports, man. You get a backup, he comes in, he plays well, and it's, oh, wow, maybe. I, he Obviously, Tyler Huntley, he, he was evaluated completely wrong. Guy goes undrafted. Nobody wants him. He, he's shown he should have been drafted. But to say you can get get rid of Lamar, I don't know if you can do that. Tyler Huntley has played in two games and parts of another one. Lamar has done it for years, plural. And so, can he do it game after game after game? You don't know that. Lamar Jackson has shown you he can do it, and are you willing, your hardball to bet on that? I'm not willing to do that because jobs are lost. And that's,
3: that's going a bit too far. TJ, have a Merry Christmas. What do you think? Uh, what, what do I think? Yeah. I think it's really hard. Like, I, I just wouldn't pay guys top of the market. I, I, I wouldn't. There's, you know, especially because he's not really a top of the market guy. I think he's just below that super elite tier of quarterback. I would find a way to keep him, but I'd be reasonable. about would you give like, him per year? Well, like, like this is like the Baker thing. Like with Baker, I'd give him in the low twenties. You know, even that feels like you're overpaying for it. But
6: Lamar is so much better than Baker. I,
3: I know though. he is. So you you do low thirties. Like you're going to have to pay him forty million dollars a year. And I know the yeah. salary cap's going up. But like that is not a complete football team. He had a complete football team. But now if you have to start paying him more money, you're not going to have a complete football team. And he's going to have to carry you. And he's really good. But I don't. I don't think that's. Where he'll be at his best. As opposed to being right. at Tyler Huntley, you can play him minimum dollars and you can build a whole football team around him.
6: I, I We agree to a certain extent when it comes to that. That's why you got to get ahead of these contracts and pay them early.
3: Yes. But they wouldn't well, answer they the phone. They're, they're smart. They're not in the, the front front
6: office, man. I'm but, coming to get you, bro. But, you get but in the front mom, office. His, come his, get me. We got yeah, each but, other.
3: Yeah. But his mom won't answer the phone because she knows it's like, Dak, wait, wait, wait. And as long exactly. as you don't have a catastrophic injury, Dak had a bad injury, and you're still going to get paid. T.J. Oshmanzada, check him out at Up On Game, Saturdays, Fox Sports Radio, noon to 2 Eastern time. You're the best, T.J. Thanks for joining us.
6: All right, no, Take care, bro.
3: Check out the latest lines from World of Sports, the BetRivers Sportsbook, BetRivers' is The Trusted Name, and online sports betting. Got to be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Wait to hear what Brady Quinn had to say. About having multiple NFL games during the week. That's next.
2: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables.
3: Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Something about great minds potentially thinking alike. Chingo all the way. Oh. Why is it when uh, Sinatra sings you feel like snapping your fingers, right? Snapping your fingers is kind of a cheesy sort of thing. And I, 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 that's how I feel. I don't know. Uh, let's get to what the Fox and said. And now. <laughs> This is Brady Quinn on the double headers in the NFL.
5: It was awesome. I wish they'd do it every single week. I, I know they won't because obviously that's 2 p.m. Pacific time on the West Coast and people are still at work and all that, but it would be nice. It would be nice to have some sort of double header at least where you get both games um, one almost in a primetime window, the other one you know, heading into primetime windows across the country. I, just, I think it's good for football. You can make the case that it's good for some of the smaller market brands that don't play a lot of nationally televised or primetime games it's good for gambling you're gonna see more action on games in general if they're in standalone times and it's good for fantasy i mean you can't tell me too that you're not gonna see more attention towards games too instead of on Sundays sitting there and having to track kind of everything that's going on and having a hard time be able to watch and digest all of it i just think that the nfl should look at going into more days of the week it'd be better for player safety you could space out teams so they're not you know, having four days between games, a Sunday to a Thursday. You know, you'd be able to make it five or six days in between. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot to people out there. 24 to 48 hours sometimes can be the difference between a guy playing and not playing. It's literally like that when teams have short weeks. So it makes all the sense in the world to me.
3: I mean, I thought I started the show with that yesterday, didn't I? Did I? I, I, I did. I, I knew this would happen. And it's necessity becomes the root of all invention, right? And we, we, if you're paying attention, you knew people are going to love it. My, my suggestion is you can't do it during the week normally, but during the holiday season, you absolutely can. And so what I threw out yesterday is you got three weeks, okay? Three weeks of the holidays, you know, so you start um, last weekend, you know, somewhere in the 17th to 20th, right? And you extend out, to like that week after new year's that those three weeks, you're going to play two games during the, that week. Any, any days during the week. And we give you a mandatory week off in between seven days off in between who says no to that. Nobody that builds in your extra bye week which they have so far chosen to not do that's for player safety. And it creates new TV windows and new revenue. Just, just an idea, just, just a thought that, I'm sure they're sitting up there in New York going like, you know, we can, make a little bit, we can make a little bit of money doing this. We can make a little bit of money doing this.
2: Ah! What does the fox say?
3: And that's what the Fox says. It's Doug Gottlieb's show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Aaron Rodgers on with Pat McAfee to get to that. Plus, we got Tuesday Night Football. It's about to start. We'll give you our picks early on in the hour. Uh, and Tom Rinaldi will join us next hour. Remember Tom Rinaldi, who, of course... He's not going to make us cry. I made him promise he wouldn't make us cry. Executive producer and co-director of the documentary All Madden, which, of course, tells people the story of John Madden, which those of us who are old enough remember him as a broadcaster. If you're really old enough, remember him as a great coach. But everybody knows the video game. So some Madden, some picks and what Aaron Rodgers had to say earlier today. It's upcoming next in the Doug Gottlieb Show.
1: Visit LiveNation.com ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30
2: Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap
2: music to your ears.